Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, church. It is such a great thing to be able to connect with you online. I um, especially just want to communicate something that I just know that you're all going to want to hear this morning. I was in touch with pastors Brad and Alison, um, who are our senior pastors, if you're new around here. They're currently on a sabbatical and they just wanted to express their incredible gratitude to you, Horizon Church, for your generosity and kindness toward them during this time. You know, they're going to be back before we know it. In the blink of an eye, they'll be back in the pulpit, back loving us, um, part of what we're doing at Horizon Church. But in the meantime, they have been loving the rest and they want you to know that they are praying for you every day during this stay-at-home period. They absolutely love our church. Pastor Ali, among many things, is famous for walking Cronulla and praying for our church and we love her. She's got a mother's heart. She's an amazing woman of God and um, they just took great joy in expressing their love to you, church. So we can't wait to have them back. We love them very, very much. Well, this morning, um, it is actually my, my total joy to bring the Word of God to you. And I want to talk this morning, I want to share this morning uh, with you about a way of God toward His children. Um, and there's ways of God that He operates um, with us as our Father. Um, you know, He's a loving Father. He disciplines us because He loves us. He's a provider. And there's many, many ways that God posters Himself toward us, ways that He expresses His love toward us. As a parent, um, there are many ways I operate toward my sons. And I've discovered as a mother that I am, there's an unspoken agreement that um, I am not just the provider of food, and it's usually broccoli, much to Ollie's chagrin. Um, I am not just the one that is the purveyor of boundaries and discipline, but there is an unspoken agreement with me and my sons, that I will be the strengthener, the encourager, the equipper, and that I as a mother will be a soft place to land for them as they do life as young kids, really. Um, My husband and I sent our eldest child to kindergarten this year, the very first year of school in Sydney. And I never anticipated the feelings of vulnerability that I would feel dressing that little kid up in a little uniform, putting a backpack on his back and sending him out into the big wide world really, um, where he could be vulnerable to being influenced without me, that he would probably actually go through things that I didn't want him to have to go through. And of course, as a mother, I do have the power to shield him from certain things. And in fact, as a parent, you have the authority, the God-given authority to pray the protection of God over your child, to, to shield them from certain influences. And that is good and right. You should do that. Ultimately, Ultimately, we are raising men and women of God. That is our mandate Um, as parents. I'm always mindful. I'm raising someone's husband. I'm raising someone's employee. I'm raising a leader in God. But uh, whilst I can and I should shield him from certain things, there's no getting around it that he will go through some things. And my role as a parent of a school child is transformed really into one that is an equipper, a strengthener and an encourager. 
I want to read a passage this morning as we get into the Word of God that really looks at um, the way that God operates toward us. And it is so much um, like I came to a revelation this year with my son that, you know, God, as we go through life, one of His roles and one of His ways toward us as a father is that of a comforter. So would you go with me to 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 7, and it's on the screen now to help you. Paul says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. The Apostle Paul experienced strongly a way of God. And in this passage, we see he shows us he has experienced not just the healing of God, not just the power of God in the miraculous, and he saw all of those things, but he powerfully experienced the comfort of God in all of his troubles. He puts it like this, it is the paraclesis is the word, the encouragement, the consolation given to someone who's going through suffering or difficulty. It's the the God adding strength to invigorate, enliven and cheer. And it's the gift of a divine grace that God bestows on us, an assurance of His goodness, even in the midst of suffering. You know, comfort is a key ingredient in the inevitable trials that we will go through on planet Earth. You know, there's no getting around it. Life includes pressure. Life includes trials. And life will at some stage include suffering if it hasn't already included that. And we need the comfort of God um, that He makes available to us because there are challenges if you're a parent in raising children. There is sickness and limitation in this world that we're seeing even now. There's the seemingly unanswered prayers and the waiting as we we wait on the Lord for Him to come through for us. There is inevitable grief and loss attached to life. There's pain, even in churches, dare I say, and maybe you're sitting here uh, watching online and you've been hurt, perhaps even in a church environment. God promises to you His comfort. Maybe you've gone through the pain of unfulfilled longing. Maybe you're in it right now, the unfulfilled longing of seeing loved ones that you're separated from because of border closures. Maybe the unfulfilled longing because you're going through infertility. Well, God promises you His comfort as you navigate that dimension of life. And in fact, He promises you comfort in the pressure of life in the 21st century. You know, it's amazing in Scripture to see that God has a long history and a deep interest in loving people through His comfort. I love the story of Isaac and Rebecca, where it says that God in sending Rebecca to Isaac as a beautiful wife, and it's quite a miraculous story, that Isaac was comforted after the death of his mother. 
Mary at the cross, seeing the horror of her son crucified, was the beneficiary of Jesus saying, "Um, John, go to my mother, be her comfort. And Mary, here is your son, because Jesus cared for her comfort in that suffering. And of course, Paul, who constantly goes through suffering uh, in his ministry, it's, it's quite alarming what Paul goes through as an apostle, but with it all, constantly knows the loving kindness and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Yet I've got to say as moderns, as 21st century people, we find the the concept sometimes of true biblical comfort very hard to receive. You know, because receiving comfort means that there's an admittance of weakness and vulnerability, that I actually need something and that may make me feel inferior in some way. You know, sometimes comfort is contorted as a false idea, like, you know, somehow that the comfort of God equates to God removing circumstances. And when that doesn't happen for us, it's like comfort has failed for us. Or maybe we're looking to the wrong things to comfort us and, and, we're, and they're, 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 they're promising in the world and they just won't deliver. It's difficult for us to receive. But you see, biblical comfort is a necessity. It presupposes actually that there will be trials and troubles in life, um, but that you will need comfort the bibli- of the biblical kind, of the godly kind to actually carry you through to victory. In this passage, I love it because there is vulnerability in it. Paul discloses to us what he's going through, that he's in a time of weakness. He's in a time of weariness. He's in a time of pain. And you might think as a reader that that perhaps Paul thinks, you know, this could undermine his strength and call. But I wanna say today, actually, vulnerability is a prerequisite to receiving the powerful comfort of the Holy Spirit. And I wanna encourage you this morning, if you're feeling anything of what Paul felt, perhaps you're feeling weary. Maybe there's a discouragement like, my goodness, God, this is happening again. We're again staying home. Will this ever be over? I wanna encourage you that your vulnerability is an amazing place for God to operate and bring His comfort. But then Paul goes on to unpack the comfort of God. He's honest about his state and he unpacks the role of comfort in the life of the believer. He says in 2 Corinthians 1.5, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, there's an admittance that there is suffering, that there is difficulty, that there is hardship. But he goes on to say, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. As a believer, they are inseparable. The challenges, the trials, the suffering, the pain of life is inseparable if we allow um, with the comfort of God. It's really interesting in the ministry of Jesus in the book of John, He mentions the Holy Spirit four times as the comforter. You know, there's many dimensions of the Holy Spirit that are unpacked through the New Testament. And I find it so interesting that our Saviour would identify four times for us that the Holy Spirit exists in large part to comfort us as our friend, our best friend, as someone who would walk alongside. Well, this morning, I actually feel strongly that the Holy Spirit wants to minister His powerful comfort in the lives of people viewing. I believe that 
The Holy Spirit wants to assure hearts, not necessarily to remove circumstances. And I believe that God's power is to change our situation in our nation and in fact the world. But even more than that, I rely on the powerful comfort of the Holy Spirit to navigate us through these circumstances. So this morning, I wanna minister God's promises around comfort. Well, firstly, God promises us that He will comfort us in all circumstances. There's nothing outside the the reach of God's comfort. You know, we are a church. Horizon Church is a church that believes God answers prayer, always. God always answers prayer. Um, And we believe in the suddenlies and the miraculous power of God. In fact, we've had pastors praying all through this last week for healings, for restorations. We've had many testimonies in the life of our church of where there's been suddenlies, where God has broken through and He's chosen on the back of our press to act in a certain way way that it's in a suddenly and miraculous. And you know what? We'll always continue to believe in what the Gospel provides for, praying for needs, believing for healings and provision. But the role of the Holy Spirit is so more far-reaching, so much more holistic than just the suddenlies. I believe in the suddenlies and I also believe God answers every prayer, sometimes in ways that we don't expect. But we trust that He will not only heal and provide, but also comfort and restore. You know, there is a dimension to our faith here on earth that is the now and the not yet. There's a dimension that whilst we pray and believe for healing and we have many testimonies of that, it's a truth, it's a fact that not everyone is healed instantly. Not every situation we pray for goes in the direction that we've asked God for. And look, sometimes we we thank God for that. There's been things I've prayed for and years later gone, thank You, Lord, that You did not answer that prayer. You had something so much better for me and I thank You for the picture that You had. You know, some things will, make, will be made whole and complete, not here on earth, but in heaven, in the, in the age to come. In the meantime, God gives us something powerful as we wait for Him to, to bring all things under Jesus' feet. And that is, I believe, comfort. He'll give us a peace and a comfort in all circumstances um, that supersedes anything that this world has to offer. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 7 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all all our troubles. It's like Paul is saying, there is nothing uh, that is disqualified from the comfort of God. It is all and all. In fact, God invites us to step out of the mirage of unreliable comforts, of of substance abuse, of of binging on Netflix, of uh, codependence with other people. It invites us into the unshakable comfort of the Holy Spirit. But the truth is we actually have to open our heart to it and access it. You know, that's why I absolutely love our worship times. I love my personal worship times in the car and in my bedroom and in my study. I love our corporate worship times um, in church. You know, there has been times in my life where there's been such difficulty and challenge and worship has been like an anaesthetic. It has just been somewhere where I can escape and experience the comfort of God in all circumstances. 
You know, Acts also says that we can walk in it, that it's an active thing. It's not just the opening and receiving, that is 100% a part of it, but there's an active uh, part of it too, where we can walk in the comfort of God. It says in Acts 9.31, then the churches throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they multiplied, they were multiplied as they walked in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And of course, we can receive it in any circumstances whatsoever. You know, in recent times, there has been a national example of this in our midst, I believe, that God has put up as a very prophetic picture of His comfort ministering to our nation. There's a beautiful couple, Lila and Danny Abdullah, and they very, very tragically lost three children to a hit and run um, accident where a drunk driver killed their three children in in just tragic, tragic circumstances. As a parent, I cannot think of anything more heart-rending. But they said publicly and in the news repeatedly, God is great. God is good. God is giving us the peace of mind that they are in heaven. God is comforting us. He is close to the weary. If it wasn't for my faith, I wouldn't be standing here where I am today. You know, they are parents that are very vulnerable. They've been through a time of intense grief, probably the intensest grief that you will ever go through as a human being, the loss of a child. In fact, three in their circumstance. But they're saying in the midst of their pain, um, they've been vulnerable with the Lord and received His comfort. He didn't change their situation, but in the midst of their circumstance, they experienced the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You know, whatever circumstance you are in this morning, maybe it's just simply the discouragement of yet another lockdown. Maybe maybe you're struggling with a particular issue in your family. Maybe there's question marks around your sense of purpose. Well, I want to encourage you, whatever you face this morning, whatever life may throw at you, the comfort of God is a available to you, not just in some circumstances, but in all circumstances. Well, moving uh, to secondly, the truth is it is not just, comfort isn't just an abstract concept when it comes to the Holy Spirit, but comfort, it's a comfort that is present. You know, when it comes to comfort, God Himself doesn't just send a power that's abstract and outside of Himself. He actually says, I will presence myself with you and it's me that'll bring the comfort. It says in Psalm 23 verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The psalmist is comforted, not because of an abstract power, not because circumstances changed. He was still in the dark valley, but it was because God Himself presenced Himself in the dark valley with Him. And because of that, He was comforted. But also when it comes to comfort, an incredible way that God ministers to us and ministers His comfort is actually through other believers. And Paul makes this very clear in this passage that it is a comfort that we receive from the Lord, but it doesn't stay with us. It's a comfort that we then pass on. That as we experience the comfort of God, we actually then have that revelation and that power, that that literally tangible comfort to pass on to other people. He says, 
says in 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. You know, as we are vulnerable, as we um, allow our need to be exposed in God, He doesn't just fill it with His comfort. He gives us something that is useful uh, toward other people. You know, we, we have a nation right now, communities at large that are desperately in need of comfort. And I'm telling you, Channel 7 News is cold comfort. The COVID-19 statistics are cold comfort for people. Even, could I dare I say, while there is great hope in, in a vaccine, it's cold comfort because there will be other things that this life serves up to people. People are in desperate need. And as we as believers receive the comfort that the Holy Spirit makes so readily available to us, we have something, this passage says, that we then can comfort others with. You know, the presence of other believers, um, God uses to comfort us. Do you know even spiritual gifts are connected with comfort? It says in 1 Corinthians, 14.3, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and their comfort. Isn't that amazing that even the gifts of the Spirit are connected with the comfort of God? You know, I really believe through this stay-at-home period, God has really raised and elevated Horizon Church to be a, an incredible place and space of comfort for many people, not just those who call it home, and it is a place of comfort for you, but also those that are watching from afar, encountering Horizon people, connecting with them, and, and perhaps joining for the very first time today are finding comfort through Horizon Church. I wanna encourage you in this time, don't forsake meeting together. Don't forsake picking up the phone to encourage someone or even picking up the phone and being vulnerable like the Apostle Paul was and saying, I today need to, to be prayed for. Would you stand with me? Would you encourage me? You know, I, don't, don't forsake meeting online, jumping on those Insta Lives and hearing our pastors discuss the Bible passage from the BRP because God wants to use that in your life to, to bring great strength and great comfort to you during this time of stay at home. Well, finally, um, it is a comfort that is ultimate. And perhaps this is the most powerful thing as a believer to understand that God's comfort, yes, it's in the moment. I've experienced His goodness in the moment. I've experienced His comfort in my circumstances. But it is a comfort that is way beyond the present moment. You know, in the book of Revelations, uh, the Apostle John speaks to the seven churches. He, he paints this panorama of things that Jesus Christ would say to His church. He speaks to seven of them. And there, in the middle of it, there is this one church called Smyrna, which is actually Izmir in, in Turkey. I had a friend who lived there for some years. And John says to them, or rather Jesus in this, this panorama John unfolds, that I recognise that you are a church under deep pressure. The word is thlipsis. You are under crushing pressure. And he even goes on to say, and in fact, there may be and will be more pressure come your way. What a prophetic word. There's more coming. You're going through stuff and there's more coming. 
But in the midst of it, Jesus says to them, I know you're suffering. And He comforts them with this statement. It says, He says, I am the first and the last. I am the arche and the teleos. I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And it's as if He says, hey, you're going through stuff in the middle. There is a a thlipsis, a crushing pressure in the middle going on right now. But you've got to know, I am the brackets. I am the first bracket and the last bracket. You may be going through this little bit now, but I am the beginning and the end. I am going to bracket your suffering. I'm going to give context. I'm going to give meaning. I am the one that gets to define the life you live. And in fact, history, very the very history of the world itself. Um, and He says, whatever's happening now, it will be bracketed and boundaried by my purposes. Can I just say, that's what God would say to us right now, that whatever we are going through, God writes ultimately history, the history of the world. And He says, as a believer, we have victory. Ultimately, we may for a brief moment in time, this life that we are living, there will be trouble. Even Jesus said, in this world, there will be trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He's saying, I bracket it. I give purpose to it. Ultimately, I am making it right. There's this little passage in Revelation 7, 16 to 17 that says, Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them into springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eye. You've got to know you may be living in this moment and struggling with what's going on in the world or your family or a relationship, but there is an ultimate reality that is much higher and greater that is encompassing, holding you and bracketing you right now. This morning, if you need to experience the comfort of Jesus Christ, it is readily available. And in fact, I believe that right now in lounge rooms across our nation and even beyond, God is ministering His all-powerful comfort. Would you open your heart this morning as I pray for you and receive what God has for you? Lord Jesus, I thank You that You are the ultimate comfort. You promise us in all our troubles and trials that the one unshakable constant is that You will be our comfort. You will be our strength. You will strengthen us. And right now into every lounge room, God, every hotel room, Lord, wherever people are in the world, I send the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I thank You for the anointing right now to fill people's hearts, to rest upon on people, bringing peace where there's been strife. Lord, in households this week where there's been strife and chaos, I say, peace be still right now. In marriages that are experiencing the pressure, the thlipsis of, of just what's going on right now, I say, peace be still. Let peace reign in households right now. And I minister the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps you've joined today and you maybe knew Jesus Christ at one point in your life, but it's been a long time since you've connected. Maybe you've never connected with Him. Do you know the greatest comfort that you can ever experience in your life is that of being uh, reconnected with your Creator, of having your life made right with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, really there's no hoops to jump through with that. You don't earn that. You don't work for that. You don't study for that. It's simply 
receiving Him, acknowledging that He is your Lord and Saviour and saying yes to the salvation He offers. With that comes incredible comfort. You know, some people have described it as a crutch. It is not that. It is actually something that, like, like He said to the church in Smyrna, it will define your life. It will give you purpose. And ultimately in your eternity, because your soul is eternal, it will bring you eternal salvation. You will be with Him for eternity. If that's you today, why don't you just say yes as we pray. You can pray along with me in your lounge room. Let me pray. Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Love you, church. Be comforted this week. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.